Welcome to Parse, the official podcast of the Elahe Omidyar, Mir Jalali Institute of Iranian Studies at the University of Toronto. In Persian, Parse means strolling or wandering around as an observer of contemporary life and modernity. In a similar spirit, our podcast Parse aims to take our listeners on an intellectual stroll in the field of Iranian studies, where they can listen to different ideas from leading thinkers, academics, activists, and authors in the discipline. Our podcast will provide thought-provoking excerpts from lectures and seminars organized by the Iranian Studies Institute at U of T to make the extensive work we do with our partners more accessible to academics and non-academics alike across Canada and beyond. The 22nd episode of Parse is an excerpt from a presentation given by Dr. Sivan Balslev on her 2019 book, Iranian Masculinities, Gender and Sexuality in Late Qajar and Early Pahlavi Iran. Her book interviews ideas and perceptions, laws, political movements, and men's practices to spotlight the role of men as gendered subjects in Iranian history. It shows how men under the reign of Reza Shah dressed, acted, spoke, and thought differently from their late Qajar period counterparts. Furthermore, it highlights how the notion of being a proper Iranian man changed over these decades. Balslev is a historian of modern Iran, focusing on cultural and social history of the 19th and 20th centuries. She's a lecturer at the Department of Islamic and Middle Eastern Studies at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. After receiving her PhD from the University of Tel Aviv, Balslev was a fellow at the Polanski Academy for Advanced Study in the Humanities and Social Sciences at the Van Leer Jerusalem Institute. She has also translated two of Iranian poet Furukh Farukhzad's books from Persian to Hebrew. At the beginning, before I tried to look at the new form or the new model of, uh, of masculinity, I tried to understand what was there before. You know, if we look at the 19th century, uh, mid 19th century, late 19th century, um, Qajar, Iran, what kind of models existed for uh, for hegemonic masculinity? You know, that this masculinity that is looked up to. And what I found was the notion of Javan Mardi, which is, of course, uh, it's, it wasn't created during the 19th century, but it was still very much in existence um, during Qajar times. And we know Javan Mardi um, has traits could be hospitality and generosity and courage and defending the weak and um, and truth telling and what I was trying to understand is okay so who is the Javan Mar not just what are the traits or you know what are the practices but if we look at, um, at social groups within Iran where can we find um, where can we find Javan Marti and when I was looking through the sources, uh, which included uh, newspapers and included also some uh, some literature, uh, what I found was that Javan Mardi kind of characterized two very different social groups within Qajar Iranian society. 
And one such group is the group of the Lutis, um, the neighborhood ruffians, and they were kind of divided between the bad Lutis and the good Lutis. Um, and the good Lutis is someone who is a Javanite, who is a protector of the weak, protector of his um, protector of his quarter, of his neighborhood, who is brave, who is helping others. Um, so it's a very um, prominent figure for, uh, of a Javan Mad. But there are also, there's also another group that is often characterized with Javan Mardi, which is um, the notables of the neighborhood. I mean, it could be like a wealthy Bazari or someone, you know, who not perhaps the aristocracy, but someone who is trustworthy um, and relatively well off and has um, and has a, a high social position within his immediate community. And I was trying to think, okay, so what links um, these two very different social groups together with the notion of hegemonic masculinity if I try to look at power relations? And the thing that I came up with was that the, the, they were considered Javanmats, they were considered, this was the hegemonic masculinity here, was meant to um, preserve not power in itself, but the legitimacy of power, uh, the legitimacy of the physical power of the Luti, uh, um, and in a way, uh, a legitimization of of, of social practices that are usually unacceptable and the legitimacy of financial power for the uh, local notable. Um, and there are, in, in some ways, there are more alike than, than it seems because whether it is the, uh, the Luti who is like this Robin Hood type who takes from the rich and gives to the poor, or the notable who is very uh, generous with his money um, and charitable. So both do kind of a, a similar thing uh, of taking small amounts of, of resources from the wealthy and distributing them among the, the poorer classes of society and thus giving legitimacy to the continued um, power uh, to the continued power scheme within um, within Iranian society. They were also doing another thing. Both of them had some kind of um, go-between role vis-a-vis uh, um, -vis the Qajar authorities. Um, it could be through negotiation or through leading demonstrations. So this is another level of uh, preserving power dynamics um, between, uh, between, in this case, the ruling elites and the, um, and the population. And another thing that is really in, in common to, these, uh, to this type, to Javan Mardi, is that it's, um, it's a model um, and, I, and an ideal that works best in uh, someone's immediate community. Meaning you had to demonstrate your generosity. You had to 
demonstrate your honesty. Um, you had to gain your your immediate community's trust to become um, a Javan Mart. And this is a model that doesn't work as well when we try when when Iran when Iranians start to think of themselves um, as a nation, as an imagined community where uh, people don't really know each other. Um, the first thing that I was looking at was the uh, question of modern education. And modern, modern education is really critical uh, in the creation of this new hegemonic masculinity. It's critical um, because when we uh, when we read the when we, re we read the writings of Iranian reformists from the last quarter of the 19th century, we see that the new education and the new knowledge are very much gendered, gendered as uh, as male, uh, meaning, for example that they are really related to notions of honor. And you can see that when uh, when they write about um, the importance of this new uh, knowledge, they often really link it to, to honor. And honor is very, uh, in a very masculine way. And also really when, when these people write, not all of them, but most of them, Think about when they think about education. They think about the education of boys and not not of girls. Uh, and most students uh, in the new schools were indeed boys, and they were not just boys. They were mostly boys um, of elite background. And uh, this new experience in the in the new schools was something that formed them and set them apart in many ways um, from, their, uh, from their environment. And this is where, um, where many people, not just myself, point to this creation of, um, of a new social group. Now, another important thing that happens here is how older knowledge or traditional knowledge becomes, it, it kind of, from knowledge it becomes the, la the lack of knowledge, it becomes ignorance, it becomes super superstitious. And when, uh, when the uh, new reformists uh, describe the older, um, older forms of knowledge as superstitious, it often has also um, a shade of feminization. Because who is superstitious? Women are superstitious, you know, old, old women's tales, uh, women who don't understand anything, um, and you see it really all over from, um, you know, from the mother who doesn't really accept the uh, the modern knowledge that her sons her son brings home from uh, school to the to the midwife. So we have like this um, feminization of older forms of knowledge, which of course in its turn, creates masculinization of the, new, um, of the new form of knowledge. Thank you for listening to this episode of Parse. Your support is invaluable to us. To like, share, or listen to our latest episodes, 
please head to our pages on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. To watch the complete seminars, please head to the Elahe Omidyar Mirjalali Institute for Iranian Studies website and YouTube page, which are linked in the description. See you again on our next episode.